Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. The Kansas City Royals drop game two in New York to even the Series 1-1. Rubber match coming up this afternoon. Uh, but Danny Duffy did make his return from the IL. We have a question about what the Royals should do with their pitching coach and much more. On today's episode of Locked on Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. You are Locked on Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. On today's show, brought to you by the Locked On MLB podcast, which is bringing you national MLB coverage every day single day we are going to dive into the Royals game two over the New York Yankees as well as a fan question from Twitter so again check out Locked on OV after this podcast is over go get that every single day the same way you get this every single day Locked on MLB hosted by the baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan but you can just call him Sully he has you covered for the national scale and then you can come and get covered by Kansas City uh, right down here at the Lockdown Royals podcast. So, game two. After the Royals win game one on Tuesday, taking care of my ask for the series, beating Garrett Cole, I just wanted one series win. They One series, one win this series. I said that right, right? I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted one win this series, and they delivered that uh, on Tuesday, 6-5. to five. Wednesday, though, they lost 6-5, to five, and we're going to get into that right now. Kansas City had eight hits. New York had seven. Whit Merrifield goes 1-4-5, a run scored. Carlos Santana was good again, 2-for-3, with an RBI, uh, two walks as well, just loading up the bases there for Carlos Santana, and, of course, the run scored. Uh, Ryan O'Hearn and Santana both hit home runs in this game. Ryan O'Hearn continues to be very good since his return. He goes 2-for-5 with a run scored on that home run and three RBIs, as well as two strikeouts. Sauter Perez was removed from this game because the ball came back in his face mask, uh, but he's fine. He's in the lineup tonight, uh, or today, I should say, as this game is going to have a uh, first pitch here in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, you know, uh, he's, he's in the lineup today at the DH spot, so not behind the plate, but in the lineup uh, nonetheless. It seems like he's all right. It seems like it was just kind of a stinger. Matheny confirmed last night after the game that it was not a concussion, so um, he should be fine for the Series in Arlington as well as, of course, DHing today. Uh, today, Do- uh, Dozier and Soler get the day off. But Dozier went 0 for 4 yesterday with two strikeouts. Soler goes 1 for 4 with one strikeout. And then Kevin Gutierrez goes 0 for 3. Again, Hunter Dozier 0 for 4. Michael A. Taylor goes 1 for 4 with a run scored. And then Nicky Lopez goes 0 for 2, but did get a walk on his resume before being pinch hit for Hanser Alberto. So that's the lineup. 
They produced five runs. I mean, that's a, a good night at the ballpark. It was a back-and-forth game, very fun game. Kansas City jumps out to the early 2-0 lead in the first inning. New York answers to tie it up. Kansas City then takes the lead in the eighth, and then New York answers to take the lead. Kansas City then rallies back with two more runs, and then New York walks it off with two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning, courtesy of Luke Voigt's offensive production in this one, as well as, of course, DJ LeMayhew and... Gary Sanchez and Giancarlo Stanton. It was a it was a team effort here because they only had seven hits. No player on the Yankees though had multiple hits in this game, but they got the job done. Back and forth affair. Very fun baseball game. I mean, that was one of the most fun games of the year uh, to this point. Even though the Royals lose, now Duffy goes out there in his return and he does not give up a hit in two innings. He only pitches two innings. We can talk about that too as well in a second. It's two innings. No hits, but does walk three, strikes out four, no runs given up. Of course, he's going to struggle with command a bit his first game back. Now, here's where you can debate Mike Matheny uh, in the Royals' philosophy on this uh, because you did use a lot of relievers in the series opener. You do not have an off day on, a, on, on Thursday today. Of course, you're still playing New York on Thursday. You're going to go right into uh, the weekend series with Texas tomorrow and play them Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, no off day Monday either, so you're in a stretch of games here on the road where you're playing boom, boom, boom. Uh, you don't have an off day at all next week either. Your next off day is going to come uh, on like July, uh, not even July 8th. It's going to come Monday, July 12th for the All-Star break. So use a ton of relievers so far this series. Of course, whenever your starter goes two innings by design, I mean, it was not Duffy's fault. It was a design plan. Uh, you're going to eat up uh, relievers at that point as well yesterday, and now your bullpen's kind of worn down a bit for this tough stretch coming up, where the alternative reality would have been to have Duffy have a rehab start in Omaha or in Northwest Arkansas. And then at that point, it's if you burn the bullpen in, in Omaha or Northwest Arkansas, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, you can pitch him two innings, one inning, uh, two and a third, whatever the case is, and it not have that ripple effect for the future games. Uh, but they decided not to do that. They decided to use him as an opener uh, and go two innings. I understand it because his arm's probably not built up yet. I understand why he would need to be eased in. I'm glad they're taking the precautions with him so he doesn't end up back on the I.L. Uh, but it's an interesting look at it uh, of, like, would you rather have two strong innings but then you eat up your bullpen? Or would you rather have him go down to, to minor leagues and, and to you know, risk putting out there Jackson Coar or, or another pitcher of that ilk that's not going to have a great game? Uh, in New York and not going to even have you have a good start for you and still might only go two innings. So like that's where you can give Matheny the benefit of the doubt at that point, because the alternative measure would be a Jackson Coart type of pitcher who's not ready and, and who's not pitching well, and who's probably going to get knocked out of the game early anyway. And so you'd rather set a tone in the first couple of innings to hand the ball over to Kyle Zimmer, over to Carlos Hernandez, over to Josh Stomont, over to Scott Barlow, Jake Brents, Greg Holland. I don't think it's too big of a deal in general. I just think that it's a very interesting thought process of like you know, a case study of which would you rather have happen for your organization and for your ball club. So coming up, we're going to talk more about the pitching staff, then get into our question from the listeners about what the Royals should do with their pitching coach and so much more. But today's show is, of course, brought to you by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is incredible. Because stoinks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data shows that investors that trade individual stocks 
underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up today with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you're being investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. You have the right tools for your portfolio with Wealthfront. Wealthfront can create your portfolio and make it globally diversified with a low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. So no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the market every single day. They automatically handle all the investing based on your preferences and you and your control of those preferences. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay on your investments. For an average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover their low annual 25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted by over $20 billion of assets. $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. All you need, though, is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way. Let Wealthfront do the work for you. Go get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB to get started today. Again, only 500 get started, but they do cover $5,000 managed for free for life by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-I-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. This is Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Find all of your favorite teams, NBA, MLB, NHL, NFL, college, everything that you want on the Locked On Podcast Network. Go just search wherever you get your podcast from, Locked On Team Name. So if you're a Chiefs fan, Locked On Chiefs, Broncos fan, Locked On Broncos, same thing applies to every single sport. There's also national shows for every single sport, so go check those out as well. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB Podcast. So go check out Sully and the Locked On MLB Podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Now, let's get into the pitching staff, which leads us into our listener question for today. Duffy again. The two innings were nice from Duffy. I, I understand the control issues. No big deal. Struck out four. Very resilient. A very nice outing for him, all things considered. Kyle Zimmer comes in, goes one inning, gives up one hit, but gets out of it unscathed. And then Carlos Hernandez comes in and gives up two runs on one hit. Three walks two strikeouts through two innings. Josh Thomas comes in, goes a little bit over one inning, gets up one hit, walks one, strikes one out, and no runs given up. Scott Barlow gets the final two outs of the inning that Stomach finished after his first inning, and he does not record, a, you know, no hits given up, no runs given up, gets uh, two strikeouts, but did walk two batters as well. Walks another big thing here for Jake Brintz, who goes in for one inning, one hit, 
two runs, two walks, no strikeouts. Greg Holland was terrible yet again. He does not record but one out, and throughout that process gives up three hits, two runs, and gets one strikeout. Of course, the home run that sent the Royals home with a loss, or at least to the hotel room with a loss. So the listener question, it is simply about the Royals pitching staff, and it's about the Royals pitching coach, and it comes from at Josh Jablonski, 15. I, I hope I said that right uh, for your last name, but any chance you can address the calls for uh, to file Cal Eldridge on your podcast? I don't know enough to have a strong opinion, but I do know that 10-plus walks in a game sucks. Rolling with Holland as the closer seems less than ideal, too. I'd love to hear your thoughts. So, a few things here. Um, Holland in the high leverage spots is really bad. Uh, but the Royals also use Barlow and, and Stalmont not necessarily as middle relievers just because they come in in the middle innings, but because of high leverage spots in those portions of the game. Uh, but the problem is they don't have enough high leverage type of arms. They have enough arms who you would trust in the big moments. So that's why you see Holland there, and it seems like he's always in the middle of blowing games. Now, as far as firing the pitching coach, look, not good, right? The results aren't good. And more so than the offense even, you have to have your pitching coach right because the future of this franchise, the difference between being a competitive franchise and being a World Series franchise and being a mediocre franchise, and then being a disastrous franchise, rests in the arms. We've seen Chris Bubich come up and not be a good starter. We've seen Jackson Coart come up and not pitch well. We've seen Daniel Lynch come up and not pitch well. We've seen Brady Singer come up and struggle a bit and have his ups and downs as a young pitcher should. The best example of that young core so far is Brady Singer. And it's not as though he's an all-worldly pitcher yet. It's not as though he's blowing the minds of the baseball world yet. And that would be incredible if he was, but it's also not quite the level he needs to be at anyway. Uh, so the bottom line is, I think, and again, you said it best yourself, I've never been a big league pitcher. Might surprise you, I've not played in the big leagues. Uh, I've never studied a, a pitching coach. I, I, don't, I don't have any experience uh, with a pitching coach, what they do, how much they actually influence things. I mean, if we assume that Silver Perez calls the game, uh, I'm not really sure what Cal does, right, and, and how he can make pitchers worse or better. Uh, but at some point, you can't just keep doing the same things over and over again, right? At some point, you cannot watch all of your pitchers fail and regress and continue to run it back with the same pitching coach. At some point, there is something organizationally that you have to correct, and it might be at the lower levels, right? It might be something that's going wrong at the lower levels and it's causing the regression, or it might be Cal himself. Who knows? Uh, it's hard for me to say exactly what the problem is. Uh, it's easier, let's say, in football. I mean, in football, if you if your offensive coordinator calls the plays, which, you know, in Kansas City, it's Andy Reid, but if your offensive coordinator calls the plays, you can tell, hey, he's not doing this or that right. Like, he's calling a bad play here, a bad play there. You can't really quantify what a pitching, pitching coach is doing whenever you're watching it at home. And that's all the information that we have. And you're not going to get hit pieces on Cal from the local media. They're not going to do any real digging on this. So at the end of the day, just from my standpoint, I'd say fire him. And not to be like the hot take person here or like 
uh, just fire somebody to fire somebody. It's a serious thing uh, to get fired from any job, even if you think that these you know people uh, that are in coaching positions and, and playing positions get millions of dollars. It's still still a huge thing to get fired. Uh, it's just that what else can you do, right? You, you can't DFA Brady Singer and Asa Lacey and Daniel Lynch and Jackson Cord and Chris Bubich. Like, if those guys don't pan out, and if multiple of those guys don't pan out, you've now set your franchise back a decade. I mean, you've now set your franchise back to disastrous levels. You've now set it back so far that you have to be the Pirates. You have to be the, the Orioles. You have to be a, a terrible, terrible, terrible franchise to even recover from it. So with that much resting on these young arms and the pressure that they're going to feel, you need to know that you've done everything possible to make it work. And when you see a glaring issue like command, which is happening throughout every port of your uh, portion of your staff, right? Every single player on this pitching staff is dealing with some command issues. When you see that theme, right? Who else can you turn to? Who else can you blame? Who else can you attribute that to than the pitching coach? And what you don't want to do is you don't want to sit around and say, well, Cal's a good guy. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Wait around. And then it never clicks for him and it never clicks for the staff. And then you've wasted years of opportunity. You don't want to keep doing the same thing over and over again, knowing that it's not going to get results. Again, is it fair? Probably not. Like how how much impact does Cal really have on the pitchers? I don't think any of us really know that, but something has to be done. And he's a victim of that something because it's not like, for example, you just use a cross sport example in Philadelphia right now with Ben Simmons and, and the 76ers. Even if you're not a basketball fan, you've heard about this situation. Uh, ben Simmons is awful. Uh, you know, and so the, the Sixers have two choices right here. They can either trade Ben Simmons, who's, who's been off in the playoffs, or fire a coach again if they fired Brett Brown last year, fire Doc Rivers a year into his contract at, at, as the coach of Philadelphia, and get a coach in there who might be able to utilize Ben Simmons better. Right? So those options, though, don't apply for Kansas City. You cannot trade Brady Singer. You cannot trade Chris Boobich. You cannot get rid of any of those young pitchers. And so the only person you can get rid of, the only thing you can actually change, the only thing that can send a message or that can get fresh blood or fresh ideas or better results or, or even just different results, because it's hard to get worse results than this right now, would be to change something, and, and that something is the pitching coach. I, I don't think it's Mike Matheny's fault, so you don't want to fire Mike Matheny. Um, I have a hard time believing that Dayton Moore – and, and I've been someone who is not afraid to criticize Dayton Moore. Uh, I think he's still a good GM, but he's not above criticism. I've been someone who's not afraid to do that. I don't think that he's missed on all these guys because it's not just him that saw it in Brady Singer and Chris Bubich and Daniel Lynch and Asa Lacey. It's not just him. It's everybody. We all saw it in them. We all thought they were going to be really good. And so for all of them not to pan out so far and, and for none of them to look elite in this day and age in baseball, it's not hard to come up right away and look good. It's just not. Like, you can dance around it. You can say how young they are. It's not hard anymore to, to hit the ground running in baseball. Everyone else does it. Every other organization has somebody that sparks instantly. Even the Pirates do. Look at Brian Hayes. He's a, he's a position player, but still. Everyone has someone hit at a young age besides Kansas City. And they haven't caught up Bobby Wood Jr. yet, so maybe he'll do it as well. But I'm saying from a pitching standpoint... These were the guys you put your eggs into, right? You put all your eggs in the pitching basket. And I thought that was a good idea. I thought that's a good strategy because Kansas City can afford to go purchase on the free agency market above replacement level bats. They cannot afford above replacement level arms or even better than that. So 
building your young core around pitching, I think is a good idea in a small market. So I think the strategy is a good idea. I think that the pitchers are good. I think they're very talented. I, I do not think that Dayton Moore's missed on the talent. I do not think that it's Mike Matheny's fault. I do not think it's the pitcher's fault because they're because they're producing at, at AAA levels and at minor league levels. When they get up here, that they can't control the ball and they don't know what they're doing. And so at some point, it only leads back to the pitching coach. That's like the only road that's going to go down. But again, it's so hard to say that on, on the on the same coin, you know, same side of the coin, different side of the coin, whatever the case is. It's so hard to say that because we can't quantify what a pitching coach does. We, we don't know. We're kind of in the dark here and just looking and searching for an answer. But it comes down to you have to try something. You have to change something. And I think that it's going to be the pitching coach at the end of the year at least. And if it's not, then th- this might be a disaster in Kansas City. But we'll wrap up the show coming up. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Listen, baseball season is in full swing right now, so get that action in at betonline.ag. The latest news, odd info on all your sporting news needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance right now to get into the game. As teams prep for their playoff runs, head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. We use our code locked on, our code locked on at betonline.ag. I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You probably couldn't even type an email up properly. You kind of had no idea what you were doing on the internet, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to know is my make, my model, my year. And if I know that th- those three things, my make, my model, my year, they're going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way I know what I order is going to work because otherwise I'd be lost. Like otherwise I might know that I need a windshield wiper, I won't know what kind of size I need. Or I might know I need a spark plug or a headlight. I won't know which ones will fit in my vehicle. They make it very easy for me, and they save you money because they do not upcharge you the way dealerships do, the way that local stores do. Skip that upcharge. Go straight to the source, rockauto.com. Whenever you go there, what you can do is tell them that Lockdown sent you and the how did you hear about this box, and they'll know what to do from there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection where lively low prices are the parts of your car they need, rockauto.com. And so we're back on the Lockdown Royals podcast right now. The Royals are getting started to, oops, the Royals are getting started to uh, play the rubber match against the Yankees. It's Jameson Tyone against Brad Keller. Again, Dozier Soler off days today in the lineup. Everyone else is in there. We'll see if the Royals can win this series. Uh, we'll preview tomorrow's game against Texas and the series against Texas on tomorrow's show. This is Lockdown Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Go check out the Lockdown Today podcast for all your sporting news over there as well. See you tomorrow on the Lockdown Royals podcast. Be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. Loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement. This is the place and we're the one. Yelling like crazy for the
guys you love to see Come on out and join us, this is the place you want to be